Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Got some calls after last week's Boots in the Field report with growers asking about making changes to next year's crop plans if a drought is potentially in the offering. The main question, should they pull back their populations for next year if we think that could be uh, going to be a dry year? First, here in the Midwest, we never put a crop plan together planning for a drought. The reoccurrence of a drought is not very predictable. We plan for a normal crop, hope for the biggest crop of our career, and mitigate the risk of a drought or crop failure. We should always do what we can to mitigate risk of a drought on our droughty farms. Our first level of mitigation is crop insurance. You know, work with your agent to get the best mitigation risk you can. Droughty farms may need the different coverage than the other farms do. Here in McLean County, as well as in many other soils in Illinois, drought shouldn't even be in the vocabulary. These soils are heavy enough and carry enough usable water if farmed right that even in a drought year, the yields are respectable. If you're not sure which soils are more droughty, look at your 2012 yield maps. My guess is most growers know which farms and what parts of some fields are more droughty without even looking at the yield maps. Going back to our original question, should we lower populations in 2021 in case of a drought? The answer is no. If you're doing diligence in picking your populations now, you know how much thought goes into picking the right population for your farm operation? Too often we find growers picking one population across their whole operation. They use the same population on every field, on every soil type, on every hybrid. This is the same population they've been using for the last five years. It's not broke, why do we fix it? I see it when our nitrate results come in at side dressing time. With growers, every field, same population, listed. No matter what the hybrid, no matter what the soil type, no matter what yield goal they put on the nitrate sheet. Now guys, I, I realize this makes it easier. Pick one population and run with it. But this is not how we mitigate risk, especially in dry growing seasons. Picking the right population will help mitigate some of that dry weather risk. Picking the right population is a process. First, each field should be looked at individually to determine what the drought risks are. This can be compiled from past yield maps, especially the 2012 uh, yield maps, past aerial imagery taken throughout the year, soil type maps, topography maps of the field, and personal observation over the past cropping seasons. If I visit with a grower on a field and he's farmed it just a few years, I can ask where's the best and the worst corn come from? Well, most will tell me, well, this area over here, that'll get in trouble, and that's a dry area if we, if we run out of water, and this area over here, that's a wet area, that'll get in trouble if we get too much rain. 
They can do this by memory from field observations. The yield maps give them actual numbers of how bad it gets, but most growers know which fields and where in that field uh, these areas are. They have a history of knowing which parts of that field run out of water. Of course, we all remember where we got stuck. So the excuse that we use one population on all fields because we don't have a yield monitor or we don't calibrate our yield monitor, the maps aren't any good, these are all lame excuses. The first step is to investigate each field for its usable water holding capacity under your current management style. You guys like that like to farm on compaction is a little different than your neighbor who's not. So what kind of depth of root do you got? Your actual yield that you're carrying right now in your management style. One good indicator of this is yield history. Especially yield history in drier years. That's what our GIS crew does in here. They look for the wet years and dry years as they break up your fields into zones. For this information, we can, or with this information, we can pick a realistic yield goal for the field, and that'll get us in the ballpark for population. A rule of thumb is that we use here is six and a half bushel per thousand plants to reach your yield goal. So if you have a 200 bushel realistic yield goal, it should take about 33,000 planting population to reach it. Or if you had a 180 bushel yield goal, it'd take about 28,000. If you had a 250 bushel yield goal, it'd take about 38,000. These are just ballparks from yield goal. But it's not uncommon to have a grower using the same population for all yield goals ranging from 180 to 250. In a lot of fields, we may have all three yield ranges in the same field. And if we don't have the ability to vary our rate across the field, we'll have to set for what is the majority of the field. This gets, gets us in the ballpark. But we know some hybrids can flex as much as 5 to 10 bushel per thousand, depending on genetics. If we look at our own fixed flex plots in 2020, in the area where we had good yields, 8% of our entries yielded as good or better at 22,000 than they did at 36. In the areas where yield fell off due to dry conditions, 30 3% of the entries yielded the same or better at 22,000 compared to 36,000. Now these plots had a lot of 200 bushel corn in them. So we're not talking about a drought, just short enough on water that we couldn't kick it out of the, out of the park. But again, at the same time, of course, even in the drier area, areas 77% of the entries responded to more population. I can see it now. Well, Ken, if I choose a high population for all my hybrids, I would be right 77% of the time. That's pretty good. Well, this may be true if all of your fields have high yield potential, but it could be costly on those with lower potential. Some of the entries in our plots went backwards 40 to 60 bushel, going from 22 up to 36,000. Do your homework and come up with a realistic yield goal for each field.
than between your individual field experience and the help of your seedsman, pick a hybrid and a population for that field. If a hybrid only outperforms its competition when it's planted at 38,000, maybe your lightest farm is not the place to put it. And if you place it on your highest yielding field, maybe 32,000 isn't enough for that hybrid. The same discussion should be done for every zone in the field if you're using variable rate planting. Adding leaf structure to the conversation is not a bad idea as well. We can gain some drought mitigation if we try to stay away from hybrids that are short-statured, upright leaf structure and determinate an ear type on our droughty soils. Maybe keep it simple. Group your soils into three classes, low, medium, and high. Water holding potential. Then come up with a low, medium, high population that you're comfortable with. Ken, this sounds like a lot of work. Now, what can I say? We look at thousands of yield maps every year. And two things affect yield the most by a long shot is hybrid selection and water management. Population is that one factor that pulls these two components together. Therefore, a good seeds person is worth their weight. If you tell them you're going to use one population across your whole farm operation, because that's just the way you roll, he will change what he recommends for your lineup. If you're willing to change populations based on water supply per field or zone, what they put in your portfolio will be different. Now for a lot of you guys here at CropTech, our GIS crew does study your yield past yield maps, especially the dry and wet years if you have them and they're uh, good maps. We look at topography and slope as we bust up the field into different management zones. We're looking for when does slope and water and water availability affect that yield. And then we attempt to use that information along with your soil test to try to pick you a population that we think is suitable. And we send that out as a, a fixed, a semi-flex and a flex type population number. But that still needs to be critiqued based on your farm experience, what you've seen on the farm, and what your seedsman can help you with in picking the right hybrid in the right location. But it's one of the easiest things to do as far as to mitigate stress. When we push a hybrid too far, it'll start to flatline and yield. It won't increase, but there is a point where she's going backwards. And going backwards gets pretty expensive. Time we take the yield loss and pay for that extra seed. Another way to mitigate Drought risk is to mix up your maturity, or at least your GDUs to flowering. We always say break your hybrids up into early, medium, and late maturing hybrids for your area. Put half to two-thirds in that maturity group that works the best for you, and then split the remaining acres between the other two. Then plant the early ones first and the late ones last. Not having all your acres pollinating in the same week definitely mitigates risk. We never know when you're going to have a 105 degree week in July or August.
once we make the plan and have hybrid placement laid out complete with populations we must follow the plan make a plan follow the plan that means everyone in your operation must know the plan we do not grab the pallet of seed closest to the door of the shed to get started follow that plan all the way through if that plan gets interrupted sit down rethink the plan make a new one and then follow that one through the guys are cranking on yield maps so if you haven't uh, got them in here yet let's try to get that done as we start to um, pile up the results to stay up to date check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast boots in the field report keep her safe keep her moving